welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the Give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa, and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Because we are almost, we are five weeks away for one of the most, in my opinion, most special Sundays of the year that we have as a Kingdom Culture, which is our House of Hearts Sunday. Uh, and it's happening December 4th this year. And I'm excited because I really feel like God had a word for me to share with you, to encourage you this morning. But more than all, I just pray that you may receive from Holy Spirit. Because sometimes we go, like if I were to ask you guys, hey, do you remember the word that was shared three weeks ago? Sometimes even like a week ago when we don't remember. But what we don't forget, it is a touch from heaven. It is a touch when God touches us, when he marks us. We never forget those moments. And I pray that this morning is one of those moments for you. We are going to, so going back to what I was saying, five weeks we have our House of Hearts. What is the House of Hearts if you're new with KC, if this is your first year, maybe you're visiting for the first time. It's an opportunity that we give every year. It's our big one-time sacrificial giving that we have where we partner our faith to our giving and to our offerings at the end. We're believing for the, the things that are to come in the next year. And this year will be my sixth time being part of House of Hearts. And I just love hearing the stories, the testimonies, when we partner our faith with what God's doing, what happens in our city, what happens in the life uh, of the ones that are around us, close to us. Even this year, and I will probably be sharing that, like I just want to encourage you guys, if you have a testimony from last year's House of Hearts, come talk to me at the end of the experience. I want to hear your story. We need to celebrate. We need to be better at celebrating each other's testimonies, stories, because your breakthrough makes way for someone else's breakthrough. Don't you agree? So I want to encourage you, if you have a testimony, come share with me. But even this year, we had a, a particular testimony from House of Hearts that we have been writing since Since we got here to Canada in 2017, we had been writing and believing for Juliana's father to to find a job. He got laid off in a big crisis in Brazil seven years ago. And for seven years, he had no job. He was a high executive for Mattel, like the Barbie company and and all these other like uh, Fisher Price and all that in Brazil. But they cut half of the operation in Brazil and he was... uh, like his contract with Mattel was terminated. And for seven years, he had no job. And we were believing year in and year out for him to find a job. And this year, not too long ago, I think a month ago, he was able to, to get a new job, an amazing job that he sees. Like I talked to him on the phone. He looks like a little kid, like happy, like super busy and say super excited that he got this job. And it's so good that, number one, God has provided, has been so faithful throughout the seven years. Nothing we had suffered no lack, and he has been definitely a good steward of his finances to be able to navigate the seven years of crisis, but also to see breakthrough coming. So I want to encourage you to get ready. Get your heart with great expectation because I believe that this is a season. I, say, I do not say that lightly. 
I do believe that if you posture your right, your heart right. And this is what we're going to be doing for the next five weeks in preparation for House of Hearts. We're going to dive in into a new series called It's Heart Work. And I want to tell you, get your hearts ready. And I can promise if you open up your hearts, I know that God will come and do amazing things for you in this season. But sometimes hearts work is hard work. It's not always easy. So we may touch on some subjects or we may share some things that may be hard for you to hear. But I want to encourage you to endure throughout this series. And open your hearts because I know that God has something beautiful on the other side. I know that, like, I really believe this is a series of God. God is preparing our hearts for everything that he has planned for us. So I want to encourage you to open your hearts. So let's pray this morning before we jump into today's message. Jesus, we open our hearts to what you want to speak in this season, Father. We honor you. And we allow you to do all the hard work that needs to be done, Father. You know our hearts. You know everything about us. You created us, Jesus. So we give our hearts to you this morning. We open up our hearts to you and invite Holy Spirit, come and do your work. Come and bring freedom. Take every wall down that protects, that we put as protection for you not to come and do the hard work that you need to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm super excited for this word. Uh, it's going to be short, simple. I found out that I was going to be speaking yesterday. so. <laughs> but I'm excited because I, I really believe something that Pastor Sean taught me throughout the years is always be ready with the word. And if you're walking in a relationship with God, you should always have a word because God is always doing something. He's always speaking to you. He's always, if you're seeking him, he's always in communication with you. So you, each one of you, I know you carry an amazing message inside your heart. So let's read in Matthew 6, 24. It says, I'll read two passages that talk about the same thing. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. mammon. Um, then let's jump into Luke 16, a similar passage, 10 verses 10 to 13 says, He who is faithful in what is least is also faithful in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you not have been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit your trust to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in another's man, in what another's meant, who will give you what's your own? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or, he, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There's two passages. One is the ser uh, Sermon of the Mount that Jesus is preaching in Matthew uh, 5, 6, and 7. Uh, and then the other one is this passage in Luke that he's just sharing a parable that's saying that for the kingdom of God is like, and he comes to share, and I just skipped a few verses. But I want to talk about something that this verse is both of them talking about this morning. It is serving. 
what it looks like to serve and being a good student, a, a steward. And I just want to say something before, first and foremost. When we hear that word serving, some of you may already be having, like, experiencing some fear in your heart. Oh, Eduardo's going to just encourage, like, people coming to stage. Oh, you have, you, like, you should serve. You should join one of our teams in KC. Some of you may be suffering anxiety. Oh, I cannot do that. Like, I'm too busy with other stuff. No, no, no. But I want to say that whenever we hear serving, a battle in our mind begins. So even you, if you're like feeling a little bit sleepy this morning, wake up because I feel like God wants to speak to you and win that battle in your mind this morning. He wants to, to touch your mind this morning. Because if I were to ask, and I think Harley asked a different question, how many of you would love to have a billion dollars in your bank accounts? I think everybody will say yes. Everybody? Yeah? You guys with me? Yeah? Yeah? Those in the back sleeping? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yes, everyone. But what if we had a, mil a billion dollars in our bank accounts and we forgot the password to the bank accounts? Or we had no way to access it? That's a big problem, right? You have so much potential, but you do not know how to reach and grab what you have. The same way Jesus paid and gave us something more precious than a billion dollars in the cross when he died for us. And he has all gold, all silver. He has everything. And God promised us with one thing, that we have access the most precious thing, that is the mind of Christ. So the battle begins in your mind. And our challenge is, myself included, is that we are not accessing what's available. Our bank account in heaven has the mind of Christ that has all the mysteries solved, all the answers for probably your, your problems now, and we are not accessing it. We're not inputting the right password and getting everything that God wants for us. And I want to encourage you, and I want to this morning navigate with you, how do we access the mind of Christ? Because there's something I've been asking myself for the past two weeks. And sometimes we come into the end of the year, we ask ourselves, like, how did I do this year? How am I living according to my potential, to what God called me to be? I like asking myself those questions. Am I living to my full potential? In all the areas of my life, in my family, in my work, my ministry, Am I living according to the full potential? And I don't know about you, and I hope that you want to. I want, I, I hope that you want to reach your full potential in life. That you don't look back at life and say regret. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. No, don't live in regret. We have an amazing opportunity, which is, and we are called, and God called us to live in that full potential. But in order to do that, it's going to require that hard work. And that's why the title of my message today is Full Potential, and the hashtag is It's Your Choice. And I, I love what Onyeka shared this morning because I really believe it's about our response, guys. We can be here all day fighting for you, praying for you, interceding for you. But you, on the other end, has to be the one making the decision. I cannot decide for you. And we have one battle that we're fighting is that we can only, in this passage that we read, said, we can only serve, only have two options of serving. Either we're serving God, 
or we're serving mammon. There's no in-between, no third option. No, we have that only option is who will you serve? And the answer of that question is going to determine how you're going to be reaching your full potential in life. So how do I, going back to my questions, how do I access the mind of Christ? It's when I begin to align all my thoughts with the truths of the Bible. Sometimes we forget all the promises, all the truths that we have in scriptures that is available to us, even more on a Sunday when we read here. To some of us here, like all that we read from the Bible is on a Sunday morning on the screen. And I want to encourage you to go deeper and align every single day your thoughts. What is the Bible saying about fear that I'm experiencing right now? What is the Bible saying about the, 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 the healing that I need right now? What is the Bible speaking about uh, whatever it is, your financial situation? The Bible has those answers. And once you unite that with your prayer life, you're going to begin to access the mind of Christ for you. And that's going to bring you closer to living in your purpose. So, again, you have only two options. We know, and I hope you all know, and if you don't, I'll give you an opportunity at the end to find out who God is, who Jesus is. But what's the other option? What is mammon? Some people, and let me just say who mammon is not. Mammon is not money. He's not money. Who's mammon? Mammon was a word that derived from a god of wealth in Syria. And Syria in biblical times was the region of Babylon. And they began worshiping this god. Babylon in Bible, if you look at the Bible, so aligning our thoughts, aligning our minds to the truth of Scripture is, is a place of captivity. All these walls around us. A place far from the presence of God. Babylon is an image of everything that is anti-kingdom. All the biblical values you see in Babylon, you're going to see the opposite. And the system is corrupt. And I don't know about you, I, I hate corruption. <laughs> yeah, like recently, like we've been chatting this morning, last, last week we had uh, elections in, in Brazil and the country is pretty divided. Because uh, a guy that was running for president that has been in jail for corruption won the elections in Brazil by less than 1% difference. So it is like a huge deal what's, what's happening in Brazil right now. And I hate to see corruption, but I'm also in love to see that this is a wake-up call for the church. So I want to encourage you this morning. This morning could be a wake-up call for your life, for you to reach your full potential. So uh, going back to Babylon, Babylon comes from another root that it's found in Genesis 11 when we see the Tower of Babel being built, and people were united. Unity is something good, right? But in this case, in Genesis 11, is the one time that it's not, it wasn't for a good purpose behind but even though God even acknowledged the people are united and there's nothing we can do to stop them. So when there's unity, we accomplish things. But the, the thing was bad, so God brought confusion. So Babylon, Babel, is a place of confusion. So when your mind begins to start to be a little bit foggy about who I should serve, what am I doing with my life, you start questioning yourself, you know where the root is. It's in back in mammon. So mammon is not money. It's a false God that is fighting for you to serve him. So there is a battle. 
And we are an army, so we have to decide who will serve in this battle. Is it Lord? Is it the Lord Jesus? Or is it mammon? Uh, let me read you another passage to you. It says, Matthew 25, 14, 15. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who's called, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to the one who have five talents, to another one two, and to another one one. To each one according to his own ability, immediately he went on a journey. So let me tell you how you might be asking my, yourself this question. How do I serve? Either God or mammon. You serve with what you have. What do you have? Did God give you air to breathe? Everybody here has air? Yeah, yeah. Free stuff, huh? Good stuff. <laughs> You're breathing, you have time. We all have limited time on earth. It's a limited resource. It feels like it's flying more and more as days goes by. But we have that privilege, so we have time. We also, and God has given us, and this passage here, like, like it's a picture of what happens in heaven. What the kingdom of heaven is like. God gave us talents, abilities. Each one of us was born with ability. I wasn't born with the ability to sing, but I still sing. And God loves my voice, like Madison was saying earlier. But each one of us has our ability. And when we add the time that we have that was given to God to our abilities, there's something that comes out of this formula that's called, like, usually our labor that comes with a treasure. So when you work, you usually get paid. That's the principle, right? So when you use the time that God gave you and the abilities that God gave you can create resources. So we have time, talents, and a treasure. So in order to reach your full potential, you're going to have a decision and a question that will be your choice. Who is the Lord of your time? Who's the Lord of your talents? And who is the Lord of your treasure? So, Let's dive in and explore each one of these things. Number one, time. Who's a leader in this place? Let me tell you, everyone here is a leader. You are a manager. At least you lead yourself. Or if you have a dog or a cat, you're leading your dog when you come. I hope you're leading your dog when you go for a walk. You are called to be a leader. You are called to be a manager. God gave you those resources for you to lead them well. And the number one resource that we see here that God gives us is time. And with every single resource that God gives us, and he is Lord of our life, the other side, mammon here, is going to come trying to grab that, right? So mammon's going to come fighting for your time. How does he do that? Mammon is the spirit that believes that money makes you self-sufficient. And you're going to be asked to say, and like you may feel this way, I don't need to give God time. I have money. I'm good. I'm settled. And this, I'm satisfied. Money is my priority. And sometimes, because we know, like we heard, like some people say time is money. But even further than that, he talks about this, Sel like the selfish feeling that I do not need God. I can manage my own time. And 
It's you have a daily decision tomorrow when you begin your week. How are you going to manage your time? Who deserves your time? We have a daily choice. I'm not speaking that in terms of condemnation to you. No, no, no. Know that I'm first speaking that to myself. Because I, we always, we got to always remind ourselves, how are we managing our time? And this is a question that you have to ask yourself weekly if you don't too. Did I manage my time well this week? What did I do with my time? Did I just waste it another week? And I feel like last time I even spoke, I, rem I remember something I said that for the last five years, are you reliving the same year over and over again? Or are you leaving a new year after year from glory to glory? You're building up from this resource that God gave you, which is time. And you're multiplying it. Or you're just like so scared that you do the same things every year and you expect that miracle to happen. And then just, you can wait all year long. No, we have to do something different with our time. But let me just clear the room too because some of you may be thinking that uh, something when it comes to mammon and, and talking about money and mammon being the spirit that is trying to make you self-sufficient and saying I don't need God's time, I have money. Let me tell you something. Money is not good, and it's not bad. It's neutral. It's neither one or the other. I believe that. It's like a knife in a kitchen. You can use to chew, get that knife and make a beautiful picanha, a beautiful Brazilian cut, and enjoy yourself a meal, or you can stab someone with it. <laughs> right? But, yeah. So that we paint the picture right. That's the same thing with money. Money is simply a tool. It's a soldier in your hands. And you can choose. Are you going to be good? Are you going to be bad in my life? It's your choice. It's neutral. So you manage it. The same way you manage your time. And I know that by being here for over five years, I know that time stresses people out. I notice that. I notice with my team, with our team. I notice with myself. Sometimes we know that in church life, there are busier seasons than others. There are seasons that it feels like we go in summer a little bit slow. Then all of a sudden, we have all these things happening. We have Christmas coming up. We have a teen Christmas party coming up. We have holiday dream coming up. We have uh, uh, House of Hearts coming up. We have all these things coming up, Christmas experience. And you may be feeling overwhelmed. Oh, I don't have time for all this. But if you manage your resource well, if you serve God well, I can guarantee that you can approach those seasons in a different way. Same with work. You can be overwhelmed. I have so many family gatherings in the end of the year. And you start becoming stressed. And what can you do today with your time? And like, I don't have time is the greatest lie that mammon want to put in your life. It's one of the greatest lies he wants to place in you we all have time don't let yourself be led by by those insecurities and those lies so um let me read another passage and something that i love i read matthew 6 24 that says we have a choice who we're gonna serve right look at the following verse verse 25 that says therefore i say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat or what will you drink, not your body, not what you put on. 
is not, more, is not life more than food and body more than clothing? But seek first the kingdom of God, jumping a few verses, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will not will, uh, Tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient for the day its, its own trouble. So I'm not saying do not plan. No, no. Planning time and managing time is not bad. But worrying, fearing, that's exactly what mammon wants to bring to you. And that prevents you and blocks you from serving God. Because he puts our own, because we have, the Bible shows us two different times that we have. We have the chronological time, the chronos. It's the, the calendar year. Uh, yesterday, daylight saving. Some of you came in a little earlier because you forgot to change your clock, and that's all good. Sorry if you didn't, were able to get that extra hour of sleep. But we also have the biblical time, the God's timing, which is kairos, which is the eterni eternity. And when we lose sights that we serve kairos, kairos timing and not chronos timing, is then when we, we are fighting against our own selves to reaching our full potential. So if you want to reach your full potential, you got to have eternity in mind. Because then you can measure the things that you need to do and say, is this worth my time? Is there any sense of eternity behind this? That will allow you to reach your full potential. Number two, talents. Matthew 6. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, and I'll read this passage over and over again to you guys, and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. What's the lie? What is mammon coming to you when it comes to your talents? Know something. Mammon is nonstop looking for servants. He's always recruiting servants. So, He's always going to be chasing for people. And you may say, you know, I'm good. I serve God. Do you know what Mammon does? He's going to say, oh, Eduardo maybe is good. I'm going to look for his wife. Maybe he won't, she won't believe the same truths as he does. She does, she does believe. I'm just going to clear the air. But maybe I'm going to look for the business partner. Maybe he's not ready to serve God. I'm going to go to him. Oh, maybe I'm going to go to the father, to the brother, or to someone to the weak link <laughs> or to the weak point or whoever is not strong and feeling strong about serving God, he's going to come nonstop looking for those because then he knows he can bring the vision and he can rob your talents. Oh, no, but maybe you're committing too much to the church. The wife might say to the husband, no, no, baby, you're serving too much. Oh, maybe you're giving too much of your time. Oh, maybe you're giving too much of your resources. Those fights and conversations sometimes are very common in church, more than you would think. And we got to watch because exactly the purpose is we serve God. Whatever he says, I will do it. I want to follow. I want to honor him with the talents that he gave to me. Amen. Matthew 25, we begin reading the, the, the parable of the talents. I want to jump into a little further in those, those verses, verse 19, that says, After a long time, the Lord of the servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. 
the Lord, his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servants. You were faithful over the few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. God is the number one interested in your talents. Everything that you have, God gave you. You cannot buy your brain. You cannot buy the hands that you have. I heard this, this one story of this amazing surgeon, and he was like one of the best. He would just go through and do like maybe four or five surgeries a day because he had such a steady hand. And that hand who gave him, it was Jesus. He was God. So everything that we have, it was given to God. Our response or our responsibility is to what are we doing with what God gave us. And this is what I want to encourage you. I'm not here again to condemn you this morning. But are you multiplying the things that God puts in your hands? It's more, again, this is a series of hard work. You got to look inside. You know. You, between you and God, you cannot hide anything from God. You don't need to report to me. I don't, I don't really care. I love you, but I don't care. It's your choice. It's your responsibility. What are you doing with the gifts that God gave for you? We are called to build and to expand the kingdom. And we always are going to be presented to the opportunities. We always present from the platform. It's not because we're interested in what you have. No, because you're not doing to me. You're not doing to Pastor Sean. You're not doing to anybody. No, you're creating room for people to encounter God when he offered to you opportunities for you to get connected to the house, for you to serve the house. It is a way that you can find in God abilities. We know and we all heard testimonies of people that join a team. And we had someone in our team that joined the media team and didn't really even like media team in the beginning, but ended up going for work in something she was trained in church for. So it is an opportunity that God opens a door that you didn't even know you had talents and abilities for. And God opens a, a door for finances, treasures, just because he was able and that person was able and faithful to giving what she had. So I just want to encourage you, when you come and you are doing things, you're doing to God. You're serving Him. We're giving back to Him and saying, God, you can multiply. You can go even further with my talents. And let me say, we have, and I hope that in your heart you have the desire to go and make a difference. Wherever God called you to be, in the church, in the business, in entertainment, arts, in the health system, in governments, in politics, wherever God, I know that we are called to be the best at it. Because God modeled that to us. And he always gave his best to us. So I want to encourage you in this season to rethink what are some of my talents? How I can put them into work? How can I serve God with them? How can I, what can I do in this season? It's like what Pastor, Shell, Pastor Michelle was sharing a few weeks ago. Don't 
wait for tomorrow. Don't have like there, like, oh, one day like that promise will come for. No, what can you do today with what God gave you? How can you start today? This message is supposed to be very simple and very practical to you. What can you do today with your time different? What can you do this week tomorrow with your time different? What can you do tomorrow with your talents in a different way? How can you use your abilities and see God multiply those? And God open the doors that he has for you, a plan that he has for your life. So don't let fear hold your yes. Because that's exactly what mammon wants to create in your mind. Confusion. He wants to speak a little lies in your head. Oh, you're going to be burnouts. You're going to be so tired. Oh, that one time when you were serving, that one leader didn't treat you nicely. All lies. Because whatever we do, we do into God. We're doing to honor Him. So don't let fear stop you from reaching your full potential. And I want to encourage you, with your own talents today, what can we do to make a difference? We need, we were speaking about that, like, some people, like, sometimes we have such a short-term vision. And I was speaking with some of the leadership of Dunamis in Brazil with, when it comes, to, when it came to these elections and saying they were challenging like the people there, why are you guys not raising the next president of Brazil? But sometimes we think that those things happen in four years, in three years. No, we're talking about long-term vision, 20, 50 years of training as a generation, training youth, training people in university to say, I'm not rejecting the best that God has for my life. I want to reach the full potential. I know that I was called to make a difference. So whatever you are here, I believe the word, the morning for you is that God wants to stretch your capacity in the season and trust him to stretch that capacity trust him to follow along your way you can do it just because you know what like he just asked for your yes the rest he will give you you don't need anything else don't worry about your time don't worry if your talents you're gonna run out of talents no 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 don't worry do not let fear stop you and i just want to here share just one I'll just jump into number three, treasure. I was going to say something, but I feel like moving on. Um, when it comes to treasure, what happens? Mammon wants to come and take the place of God in your hearts. That's going to be the challenge. It's going to be that hard work, that hard battle. He promises something that only God can give. Do you know what he promises? I'll give you identity when you have money. I'll give you happiness. I'll give you peace. I'll give you joy. I'll give you security. But some of the mammon's lies that I want to share with you, you may be thinking, if I had more money, people would listen to me more. If I had a better car, people would respect me for. If I had a bigger house. No. And you know one of the biggest lies he speaks sometimes? If I had more money, I would help more people. That's one lie. Because the Bible, we just read in two different passages here. You have an opportunity to be faithful and little. If you're not faithful with God is giving you today, you will never experience the much. You will never be. That's a lie. That's a confusion 
from mammon in your head. So if you wanna, if you believe that God has big dreams, big promises of you, be faithful with what you have. Like Joseph had in prison, he was he had the two guys that he was ministering to, revealing the dreams of those guys, working with them, ministering to them to one day minister to a nation. So don't say, like Onyeka was always saying this morning, I have such small rocks in my hands. I cannot defeat any giant. No, no, no. He's saying to you, be faithful with that. Be faithful in the little and watch giants fall in this season. Begin to watch the giants fall. Do you know why I don't believe if I had more money I would help more people? Because when you look at the Gospels, when you look at the life of Jesus, when people came desperate, for a miracle, Jesus didn't offer them money. He offered them a miracle. He offered them a prayer. He offered them a healing. So money is just one way that God chooses to help people. Yeah, it's an amazing way. Yeah, but it's not the source. The source is God. It's serving him. So when you align with the right source, yeah, everything else will follow when you open up your mouth, when you open up your wallet, when you open up whatever, miracles will start breaking down. When you open your hearts, all the areas of your life are going to be blessed. I think some of the signs that Mammon is trying to grab a hold of our treasure are when we have a difficulty to give to God. That's Mammon. Because God wants us to give with a happy heart. Let me tell you, and I know this subject may be sensitive, but let me tell you first and foremost, the Bible speaks more about money than it does on love and prayer. That's not saying that money is more important than prayer and love. But God knows that's where mammon is trying to get the church and trying to get people from the church to serve him and not God. Is a sensitive subject, but don't let fear and anxiety come because God wants, whenever it comes to anything giving, and we're not doing an offering at the end, so you may rest assured, but God wants always you to give with a happy heart. God's not in heaven worrying, oh, how I'm going to pay the bills for the streets of gold here. I don't know how I'm going to pay this for this month. No, he has it all. He's looking deeper. He's our source. He's looking deeper to our hearts. And I know that one of the big, biggest things is that mammon will always try to bring fear and anxiety when it comes to your treasure. We are going to be challenged. Maybe you feel like God has called you to do something, and like you have a word for something that God called you to do. One of the first things that mammon's going to bring in challenge, oh, you don't have enough resources. And then we lose heart and we lose the trust element and we lose the faith staff. When he talks about our treasure, we have an opportunity every single month that God gives us to. He gives us 100% and we have a faith option. Do I trust him? That, Like Matt was saying, that my 90% can go way farther than my 100%. It would be easier if it was just, oh, here's 90%. You don't have to give back my 10%. Is already taxed in. No. God is giving that why? Because he wants that faith response. He desires. It's your choice. He, God has everything for you. He's just asking for your yes. 
for your choice. Choose to serve. I choose to be loyal. And I won't despise. And in that, there's such beauty being created. Um, a few things that I wrote here. If money can fix a, can fix a situation, then this, this situation is not a real problem. Because God has all the money. If you are in a situation that money can't fix, then don't fear. That's why we have a God, a God of miracles, a God of amazing things that he wants to operate in your life. You, let me tell you this, you are not defined by what you have, but by, by what you are. You are what he says you are. The truths of the Bible. So he goes back. I want to access the, the truths of the Bible in this. I say, I am who you say I am. I am your servant. I am your faith, faithful servant. And I want to leave in my full potential. So a full heart, time, talents, and your treasure equals full potential. When you have the capacity of being on 100%, your time, 100% your, your, your treasure, and 100% your talents, you are much closer to reaching your full potential. But again, it's, it's our choice, guys. I, I cannot stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. One thing that I love is that uh, it's a verse that, don't worry, projection team, it's not there, but I read this morning as I was praying, in 1 Peter 4.10 that says, Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in, ver in its various forms. I love here because it says that everything that God has placed into your life, one of the purposes is use that to serve others. Use that to serve. I heard so many stories and so many testimonies of people that made a difference in the missions field. And people celebrate that individual, and I, I'm 100% down in celebrating that individual. But sometimes we forgot the voices that are behind funding that work, making the difference too, and serving others, making way for others to encounter Jesus. And this may be your story this morning. Maybe you're here because somebody did something for you. Either they gave their time, their talents, or even treasure to make sure that we have this experience for people to encounter Jesus. I want to invite you to stand.